Would you please do the roll call? Brongan? Brown? Here. Cooper? Finley? Here. Garcia Sierra? Here. Hunt? Here. Jorgensen? Here. Ketchum? Here. Lazo? Petkoshek? Here. Saiz? Here. Zhang? Uh, is excused. Mr. Alvarez is present. We have quorum. All right. Thank you very much, Rachel. So the meeting, the, the minutes from the previous meeting were distributed, and that's not the meeting from November because we didn't have quorum, but from the meeting previous to that. So if there's any edits or uh, changes that you want to have done to that, please inform me now. Um, if there are none, I'll entertain a motion to accept the, the minutes as they are. All right, moved by Kim. Is there a second? All right, seconded by Tom. All those in favor signify by stating aye. aye. Opposed by nay. All right, motion carries. All right, are there any, uh, we do have folks that are registered for public comment, but that will actually come at that agenda item, and that's for agenda item number four. So um, we'll have you come to the table before us and, uh, and speak for three minutes at that time. Hey, Matthew. Um, so are there any uh, disclosures or recusals at this time? All right, seeing none, we'll, we'll move on. So this is sort of an interesting meeting. We have a, a subcommittee that was uh, noticed to be present with us, and um, we actually have uh, some of the alders present from that subcommittee, and we also have... Uh, another alder here as well. So if you guys wouldn't mind just introducing yourselves and the district that you represent, that'd be, that'd be great. So I'm Alder Shiva Vidar. I'm District 5 and a member of this uh, Common Council Organization Committee, Subcommittee on Police and Community Relations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, just to let... Uh, the vendor that we have here and the other members of the committee that the alders um, at any time can contribute to the, the meeting and the conversation that we're going to have this evening. So it'll just be like an ex-official member, so to speak. So with that being said, we'll move to agenda item number two, which is just uh, a placeholder just to remind everybody on the committee, if you haven't uh, filled out your annual statement of interest to continue to serve on the committee, um, we just request that you do. The deadline for that is January 3rd of next year, so literally a month away. So just please feel obligated to fill it out as soon as possible. You should have all gotten an email with instructions on how to log in and do it. If you didn't, um, feel free to contact me and I can send that to you. And if you haven't noticed, this is a really quick agenda. So um, does anybody want to talk on that? Or? No? I don't think there's anything to talk about. Yes. <laughs> All right. Moving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah, the alders want to share that? Sure. Tidbit. So District 5 um, is the near west side of Madison. So Camp Randall West, almost to Hilldale, on to the Commonwealth Bike Path, and down to the lake. <laughs> 
um, it's a long district that goes from Truax houses down to um, Glendale. Glendale. And 18 is the far northwest side from everything north and west of Warner Park and west of North Sherman. That includes. Um, yeah. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And I'll take a quick point of privilege. I just want to uh, introduce city staff that we have present. Um, Laura Manila, Assistant City Attorney. Um, Marcy Paulson, Assistant City Attorney as well. Um, this will actually be the final meeting that Laura will be with us. She's helped us through the RFP process. She's been a huge resource. And uh, Laura was with us from the beginning, so it would be nice to have her return. And then we have... Uh, oh, did I say Laura? Oh, forgive me. <laughs> I've mixed that up. But yeah, Marcy was with us from the beginning. Um, Rachel Rodriguez from the City Clerk's Office. Deputy Mary Gloria Reyes. Um, Captain Schaff, who is our official liaison from the MPD. Toria Petaway. And then um, if you two folks would, want, would mind introducing yourselves quick from the force as well. Thank you for being here this evening. All right, we'll move to agenda item number three. And uh, that's the presentation from the OIR group. Um, they've been in Madison for the past several days, um, meeting with a lot of folks. And I'm pretty sure that the city kept their their agenda is real busy, so um, we're really happy that they're here. Um, congratulations from us um, in winning the bid. Um, we're excited to have you guys. We really are. So, um, yeah, please, I'll be try setting up as many chairs as we could for you. And Mike did mention when I spoke to him earlier today that uh, if questions arise throughout their presentation, just feel free to to ask. Um, but it's an important process. Uh, so, yeah, um, as your chair said, um, we have been uh, here. We flew in uh, from L.A. It takes all day to, to get here, unfortunately. So Monday was a travel day, but first thing Tuesday we were off and running, and uh, we've been busy meeting with folks um, and trying to, as fast as we can, learn the city, start talking to stakeholders, start talking to individuals. And as I the last time you heard from me and, and my team, um, we talked about how, you know, if we were selected to be um, part of this review process, that um, we would be heavily relying on the wisdom, expertise, life experience, and perspective of each of you. And um, we meant that, and we hope that you agree to, to join us in this journey. Um, one of the first things I want to say is to is to personally invite each of you to uh, a meeting with us uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And I think that will be very, to the degree that you have the time and the ability to do that, that will help us set the stage for our project. 
So um, we were gonna th- we thought about doing it before we even got here, but we wanted to extend the invitation to you personally. If I know each of you, I suspect each of you are very busy people and have other responsibilities uh, in your you have day jobs and other responsibilities in your life. But um, what I was so that so we will do whatever we need to do to if you agree to meet with us to make it as facile for you to do that. So if it's an, if it, if it works best for you that we meet with you on a, on an evening as opposed to during the day, we'll, we'll adjust our schedules if you accept our invitation to talk with you. And what I you know what we would hope to get from that meeting one is a chance to to visit with you, but also to get a better understanding about Madison. You've um, been working hard sort of getting to know the police department in this capacity, but you've also experienced the police department in, in other capacities as well, and we want to learn from that experience. We also want to um, benefit from uh, your knowledge about who else we might want to be talking to, interrelating to, as we start to, uh, you know, reach out to the community. We'll be doing that in a lot of different ways, but certainly you provide a very, in my view, a very important, uh, a very important conduit um, to uh, that, to other aspects of folks that are out there that we probably want to hear from that we might otherwise not, you know, not successfully reach out to. So that would be another reason uh, that we would want to meet with you. It would be very, it would be very, an, it would be an open flow kind of uh, meeting, but we would hope that we'd be. I'm going to live with this. <laughs> Hearing from you um, about these topics um, and, and whatever you want to impart to us. You all, again, the, the RFP was very detailed, very thorough, um, covers a lot of ground. We get that. But still, apart from the document, we really do want to hear from you what, you know, is important so that at the end of the day or more appropriately at the end of the year, we will have covered that ground. And so we want to learn that. We will probably be back. Well, we'll be back in the month of January, I expect. I don't think we firmed up a date. But um, expect an email reach out to you in the, in the interim to find a time where we can get together if, if you agree to that. Uh, the other thing that Excuse I... Me. If you could keep January open for us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the other thing I wanted to do, um, certainly, is to uh, distribute to you and, and to anyone else in the public um, a more detailed project schedule that we have worked out. Um, we, city, city family members helped us with this a little bit, but we sort of tried to put together a more concrete idea of where we will be at certain times in the phases of the project. And so we wanted to make sure that you got that. It is still, it is still rather high level because in, until each trip we learn new things that 
and new paths that we might want to take that we didn't know when we first wrote that. And we first wrote that before we got here. And so the past Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday have educated us in a significant way so that that um, project schedule is going to continue to be a work in progress. As you can see, um, there, is, there are a lot of tasks to be done, um, and um, I think we will end up taking up a good part of the year to, to, do, to do them. And at this point, I think what I will do is uh, turn um, the mic over to somebody who can speak into the bike more loudly, more clearly than me, um, and then I'll practice while they're talking. So, how about we let Cindy introduce herself to us? So, um, I, I think, you know, unless somebody wants uh, me or Steve or Mike to do the introduction again that we did in October or, or reintroduce ourselves. I feel confident you guys all remember us from the presentation, um, but Cindy Hernandez is a member of our team, who has always been a member of our team, but she wasn't part of the contingent that came for the interview. So uh, if we want to give Cindy a few minutes to introduce herself um, before we jump in any further about what our last few days have brought. Um, let me check. This is not the Oh, it is. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing me off with the microphone here. This is one of our fancy rooms, right? Is it? Oh, I feel special now in front of the fancy microphone. <laughs> yeah, he'll be better in a minute. Um, so I've never been to Wisconsin. This is my first, and it is very cold, I will say. I'm up born and raised in Los Angeles. Southern California obviously has a different weather pattern. At uh, this time of year, I think it's in the 70s. So, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 warm. Yeah, it's warm. It's a warm day. I've heard. I'm <laughs> shocked. But I have mittens just in case uh, it gets any colder. I I, I want to um, say it's been a it's been a great uh, couple of days, and this is our third day technically. Um, I have done uh, um, some work with these fine folks over here to my left and to my right for about 10 years. We've been doing this type of work myself. I've been doing uh, with them the oversight type of work. Um, mostly, um, you know, as we start out, we're going to be doing a lot of listening. I mean, it's been a huge education to learn about um, the, the department uh, and the community. Um, we look forward. I, I do want to also extend a, an invitation to meet with, with all of you. I think it's important to do that. And so if we can find the time, as, as we've already said in January, that would be um, incredibly helpful to us. Um, you know, we're here to answer questions. Um, you know, if you have any questions, we may not have the answers today, but we certainly will give you an overview of uh, uh, what we plan to do in the future. So, um, and we have, um, you know, obviously reached out to the department, given them their, our contact uh, 
uh, email and phone number, and so we have a, a already um, an open dialogue with the department and others. So thank you for the invitation um, to come today and meet with you all. I appreciate it very much. So as Mike said, we have been busy for the last few days. Um, we traveled with four of us knowing that we would be able to then break off and split up and uh, cover a lot of ground if we went uh, sometimes two different ways in pairs, but sometimes three or four different ways. Um, and it, that has, is how it worked out. We started off uh, and we met with um, the, the MPD management team. Um, they were having a meeting on Tuesday morning. So right off the bat, we met with the chief and his whole command staff. Uh, and just got it, you know, an, an opportunity to introduce ourselves to them, um, and and from there we've heard a lot about um, mental health uh, programs, the liaison program, and and mental health officers. We spent a good deal of time at the training center. Um, I, I had the opportunity yesterday. It was, wasn't expecting this, but it turns out that the U.S. Attorney had convened um, with not just MPD, but a number of other agencies from all around Wisconsin to to have an, a dialogue about diversity in recruitment and hiring and retention. And so um, I was fortunate that that coincided with our visit, and I got to go out and and sit in and, and listen to and, and learn a whole lot about not just Madison, but Wisconsin and Wisconsin policing efforts and, and sort of see that um, interaction with the Civil Rights Division. There were some attorneys from, from Washington there. Um, we've talked, we've gotten, present, you know, we've had meetings, interviews with people to talk about the dispatch systems, risk management systems, internal affairs, um, professional standards, uh, forensics and the lab. Um, we're meeting tomorrow uh, with folks who, who do a lot of the use of force tracking. We're trying to get a handle on records management um, and, and how the department keeps its data. So we'll have some avenues for, you know, who to go to and who to talk to about getting data requests for, for different analysis that we want to do. Um, it's, it's just, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, learning a lot of things, taking a lot of things in, listening and, and trying to get uh, a, a sense of, you know, how we will schedule our future visits um, and, and how we'll start to prioritize our time here in Madison and the time we spend reviewing documents. We've gotten um, the, the department has established um, a SharePoint system where all of the documents, we, we gave them before we got here a, a number of document requests of things we'd like to see that, that we think are important to do the, the analysis and the evaluation that we've been tasked with doing. And uh, they have established a, a SharePoint that I think as of tonight, I believe, or sometime soon, tomorrow, um, we're going to have access to, so we'll be able to log into our computers in, in L.A. And, and, you know, rather than shipping boxes of documents back and forth, we'll be able to pull them up um, on our computers, and that'll be a real seamless way for them to share information with us. So um, we are pleased with that level of, of uh, cooperation that we've gotten from the department. Um, all of the folks there have been really generous with their time and 
and, you know, happy to sit down and talk with us. So we're, we're happy. Uh, we can report so far the level of access has been, has been terrific, and um, we're looking forward to having that relationship uh, continue on in that way. By way of introduction, my kids would actually laugh at the idea of me being handed a microphone, not because they think I talk too much, but they think I talk too loud. So uh, I, they call me Mr. Megaphone around the house. And so I'm just going to take a flyer on this and just very briefly say uh, thank you very much for giving us this opportunity. This is a, a, an assignment that we were very excited about um, when we first learned about it and heard about the RFP and started to review it. It seems like a very uh, ambitious and very, very constructive response to some of the things that have been happening in Madison, and really it seemed to us like an important part of the uh, national conversation and, and the involvement of your group and the things that you did and the, the depth and complexity of the RFP really made an impression on us. So as you can see from the schedule that, that we handed out, we are really using that as our template for how we, the areas that we're going to cover and the things that we want to make sure that we accomplish. And as Mike was saying, you know, we, and to just pick up on what Julie and Mike were both saying, certainly our, our introductory experience of, of the city and of the police department in particular has been very positive in terms of people's cooperation with us and, and willingness to facilitate us getting the information that we need, and that's very, very encouraging. But as Mike was saying, certainly a, a, a huge part of our plans going <laughs> forward uh, are to fill in some of the other pieces and other parts of the picture, and that's where the, the different aspects of the community and this, the city as a whole come into play. So we really are intent on, on um, trying to um, impose on you a little bit in our next couple trips as far as setting up meetings with you and getting some ideas from you about where we can start to direct our energies and learn more about what's going on in the community. So thank you very much again for, for having us and for giving us this opportunity. The other, the other part of our mission the past few days and even before that was to work with uh, certain members of the city family as well. So we have uh, not confined um, our first three days just to the department, uh, we had the fortune to meet um, with uh, two alders. And again, we're going to extend to all of the alders uh, an invitation to meet with us to the degree they have the ability and time to do so and the interest in doing so. So that's another piece that, that will be um, something that we'll hopefully accomplish in January. We're, on, we're already, we've got two up, two down, 18 to go. So we're one-tenth of the way there. Um, the, um, the other individuals that we have had a chance to meet with, we met with your mayor, and we met with a number of representatives in the city attorney who we had already talked with um, along the way, um, because one of the things that happened after you recommended us for the vendor for the assignment was that it had to go through, obviously, council, and then council had to delegate to their city attorney uh, the contract that, that ended up getting us here. And so we've had a number of discussions uh, with city attorney folk, Lara in particular, to um, make sure that that all happened and that was accomplished successfully. Um, in addition to the electeds that we've met with, we also met with individuals in the city that have 
uh, a function that impacts on the department, folks like the risk management, the risk manager for the city, um, who is in, involved in the litigation. We actually met with the city attorney himself, Mr. May. So we've had a, a lot of opportunity to also start to gain inroads into the into the the larger family that you know is certainly part of the part has to be part of the review because they touch the police department in many different ways. Uh, we had a chance to meet with the attorney who represents the um, Police and Fire Commission uh, this morning and got, got his insight on, on some issues and we'll can be continuing to engage with, I'm sure, the commissioners as well as we move forward in this project. So it's been a whirlwind, um, and, but, but I like to stay busy and I want to be as efficient as we can while we're here. Um, when we go back, um, next steps... As I said, we will start to digest all that we've picked up. Um, we'll start to access and review the documents that will be provided. We'll be spending a lot of time off-site doing that document review. And then we'll be um, shaping up and working with our liaisons. Um, Captain Schaff has been very helpful in this regard. And, and others, uh, Gloria um, Reyes, who has also been very helpful to us as far as scheduling people and figuring out who's who we need to talk to with regard to certain city functions and we're very the facilitation they've already provided us has been really helpful to us and tremendous we didn't know Madison at all obviously and we're starting now to be able to walk a little bit more on our own but those first few phone calls and scheduling and all of that and setting up this week for us couldn't have happened as efficiently as they did without the assistance of the folks that I've mentioned that are in this room. So thank you for that. Um, the other thing that we'll be doing, as I said, we'll be sending out invites and start to coming up with a, a January schedule once we figure out the most appropriate date or set of dates um, to come. That's when we'll be reaching out to you and say, hey, do you have any availability between these dates? And as I said, to the degree you can, uh, the degree that a meeting in the evening can accommodate your schedule better. We're all about that. Um, you know, we, we understand that you are our clients and we want to accommodate you the best we can. Um, Mr. Chair, that is about all we have. I mean, like I said, we've listened a lot, so we don't have a whole lot. We haven't had a chance to assimilate it and to report back. That will be a work in progress. We don't expect you know, for us to take all this in and never give you feedback on what we're doing and how we're doing it. But, you know, after three days, we just, you know, don't have a whole lot to digest and report back to you. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, once again, we're, we're happy that you're here and that you're, you're starting this endeavor. Um, and I, I, at this moment, I guess I'd like to open the floor for the committee if you guys have questions or comments in regards to what was said. Um, we have our vendor here, so this would be a good time to just ask away. Oh, Jackie. Oh, I thought you were going to say Yeah, Keith. Would. Again, thank you and, and welcome. Um, just wait till you come here in January. <laughs> you all have places inside the meet, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we have heating, really. It works well. Um, you're going to love it in June, though. Uh, um, so 
I'm just you're you're sounds like you're doing a lot of uh, covering a lot of ground here. I'm just wondering um, how much of your meetings are you setting those all up in advance, or are you sort of doing things on the fly? And I, I'm, I don't mean to hide the ball here. The reason I'm asking is I'm just wondering uh, how much of an agenda you have before you get here, whether we could have access to it. And my follow-up is then would it I want you to tell me if it would be helpful, harmful, appropriate, inappropriate, whatever, if we were to join you, uh, some of us as individuals, in some of these meetings, observations, ride-alongs, whatever it may be, if the committee wanted to inform itself uh, as to what you're finding as well as you're doing it. So I throw that out to you is that because I don't know the answer to that, whether that's a good idea, bad idea, or what. We're not – we're open to a discussion about that, and maybe – Assuming we're able to meet with you, sir, we, we can talk about that and see whether or not that works within the, you know, the framework of, of this project. I certainly don't want us to interfere with your ability to do with what you're doing, but is it possible to get at least uh, agendas, your, your, your agendas, so we, we know who you're talking to and get a sense of what you're looking at? I think that might be helpful. Um, sure. I don't see... Uh, the, the, the thing of it is, is that there are last-minute additions, yeah, I understand. You know, as you know. And so we hear about a group, and then we say to Captain Schaff, can we talk to that group? And, yeah. And she made it happen within 24 hours. But, but yeah, to the degree that we have sort of an idea of who we're meeting with. Now, now, there may be some folks that we end up meeting with that don't want the whole world to know we're meeting of course. with them as well. So yeah. there may be some, some precautions there. Uh, Marcy wants to interject here. Well, Lara may have something to add about the contract, but there are going to be meetings where they're going to be receiving confidential information that the public can't have even though you're members of the committee, certain information that the police department shares. We have a confidentiality agreement with them, so there will be times just based on our contract restrictions. Jackie? So um, you said that you would like opportunity to meet with individuals from the committee and things like that. You also shared that you would be meeting with different groups and committees around the city. Um, Can you give me a little bit more detail on the types of groups and community um, places you might find it important or have on your agenda to visit? Because I can give you some ideas. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you answer that question, should we be putting a list together of, of potential groups oh, okay. in addition to the groups that you have right. in mind? Right. Because those, those groups might not have the same groups that yeah. I find interesting and would like you to come and address as right. well. So That's exactly my point. <laughs> And, and and yes, okay. let me start writing. I'm going to this right let after. Let me start. Thinking all right, you start thinking, and then we'll you. start writing. All, all right. right. Uh, but maybe the context here would be a good time to transition. So, the other thing we want to do is is give you a, a way to find us. Okay. And so we've got a contact sheet instead of business cards. We just put it all on one sheet for the people that are here. And if you have any thoughts about folks we should be coming to meet in January, please let us know. Please do. All right now. Did you want to add to that, Veronica? Or? Oh, no. Okay. That's, that's, right. I'm just saying. Maybe this group collectively can come up with a list of potential people that we can. Part of what was behind my idea about the agendas, so yes. we can see who you are mm-hmm. meeting with and if we have other ideas. So that you don't get, like, emails from all of us. Maybe collectively we can get a list put together to send to them of groups. So that would be a good idea. 
I mean, I know we said we'd meet individually, but if it, if it turns out that there are groups of two or three of you that want to meet, however that. I can do coffee anytime, so just let me know. I can do coffee anytime, too. <laughs> yeah, perfect. No. Not tomorrow at night. <laughs> Unless you don't come to Milwaukee. <laughs> Were there any further questions for the OIR group tonight? So other than this report that you're giving us, are you putting something in writing about the conversations that you have had so far or like a summary of like, a, like meeting notes and things like that or no? Or this would be like our regular updates, verbal updates? Whatever the committee would like, we will try to accommodate you. Um, Marcy's point is well taken is that, mm -hmm. you know, some of what we get, we yeah. we have a confidential agreement, so we can't divulge. Yeah. We can certainly tell you who we're meeting with with regard to city people, but um, all of what what we have to do is take the confidential information, distill out some of that, and then report it out in our okay. report. So. We'll figure out ways to affect, and if and if 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 you don't feel you're getting enough as we go along, we should continue to talk about that because we want to we want to ensure that we're as transparent as possible without violating the confidentiality agreement that gives us access to the information. Laura has something to say. Yeah, just on the on the issue of of updates to the committee. Um, and it sounds like Mike's already offering to be available as needed, but just um, for your information on that project schedule that got handed around at the end of it, um, contractually they're obligated to at least give you monthly uh, status reports, which um, can range in detail, really. Uh, so maybe when you receive your first one, if there's information in it that you like or information you wish was in there that isn't, sounds like they're more than willing to to have a back and forth with you on the sharing of information. Um, so monthly status reports and then just a, a minimum of four in-person presentations throughout the contractual, uh, throughout the year. Laura, correct me if I'm wrong. So the same rules um, that apply to this committee as far as emailing in a group applies to emailing them, correct? Oh, that's a very good question. So, uh, <laughs> Give me an example. Like if we engage in a conversation and let's say I add Christian and then Christian decides to add Saeed and then Saeed decides to include Mario and then all, all of a sudden engaging in, exactly, engaging in a, a meeting discussion with um, the team, I just want to make sure that we follow the rules that we need to follow. Yeah, same, same rules same and, rule and good question. And, and I, I didn't pipe up before because I think uh, Mike only mentioned meeting with two or three of you together. What would be the maximum number to avoid a seven? Seven. So it's unlikely that you'll have an in-person meeting accidentally, but the group has to follow Wisconsin, <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin open meeting laws, uh, both in-person and electronically, and everyone here is, is well aware of, of that, and thank you for the reminder. And if, 
for some reason, you know, that there's a presentation happening or, you know, they're meeting with a group in a sort of a public arena but isn't a formal meeting of this body, we can always notice it as having a possible quorum. We'll just have to know that ahead of time to follow the open meetings law. Right. If so, if along the way, once you ramp up with your community engagement efforts, if, if they doing something big and organized like that, um, let the chairs know and, the, and uh, between Marcy and Rachel, they'll figure out if it needs to be noticed. I think Alder Bidar and then uh, Steve, it looks like you had something to say, too. On TV. Uh, so I, have, I think this question is for you, Marcy, but I, I keep hearing this confidentiality agreement. So could you just clarify for everybody what are the parameters of this confidentiality agreement and what information is under this under seal in this confidentiality agreement? Because I'm, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm really following that, and I think it would be really important for everybody to know what that is. No, not with no, me. No, <laughs> that's funny. Do you want to no, talk? Okay. Um, sure. So in order to make sure that OIR has access to the, the things that we believe that everyone really cares about, um, unfortunately, many of the incidents that everyone cares about are either in litigation right now or are um, uh, potentially in litigation or are personnel matters where the contents of the personnel file is something that, that the city is obligated to keep confidential. That's actually Marcy's area more than mine. An ongoing, An ongoing internal investigation. So, right, we wanted OIR to be able to have access to that information. And so uh, myself, together with the deputy city attorney, and Mike uh, crafted a document and I believe, Mike, you said that this is how you operate in other reviews. It was actually his uh, suggestion. So the confidentiality agreement covers those areas that I just mentioned. Uh, does that answer your question, Shiva? Steve? So I guess really what can we share, I guess, would be – We'll share the final report, and we'll share anything that we don't get that's confidential, uh, that we get that's not confidential. So um, my expectation is the amount of information that is, you know, needs to be kept from the public is relatively small, but it's important to have. So we want to be able to look at, in order to fulfill the requirements of the RFP, internal affairs investigations. We want to be able to look at force events that have not come to the public's consciousness. So, you know, we want to look at crime reports. We want to look at um, uh, background investigations of officers who are currently on the force to see how good they are. And in order to do that, a lot of that, inf some of that information is confidential. So what we have agreed to do is not go to to receive information from the city and not go to somebody else with the raw information. We can use the information that's in the reports to identify trends, to identify issues, to make recommendations, but the raw material that would be protected and probably needs to be protected under the city code uh, is something that we would not be permitted to, to send out. And that's, that's what the contract is. Okay, Anthony. Hello and welcome again. Yes, sir. Um, is it possible that we can have uh, a copy of that contract? 
It's a public document, right? Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Awesome. Yeah. And it's still in with Jasmine. So it's, a, it's I don't even have it right now, but Once we can get it to you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you'd like it. It'll end up in our office. So once it's done and signed, I can make sure that everybody has a copy of the signed contract. By the way, Mr. Cooper, the RFP is the, is the working document, and it's a detachment to the actual contract. Oh, all the radar. <laughs> Who is in kind of the, the manager of your scheduling? Because, and, and uh, maybe I'll contextualize this, you know, you, you've, you're offering this openness of scheduling, and that always works while your schedule is still open. Right. But then, uh, <laughs> but then at some point, there is a point in which you ha say yes to somebody because they're already on your schedule and maybe no to somebody mm -hmm. else, and I just want to be very conscious sure. of who gets the yes and who gets the no. And who manages that? It's the, it's the team that's going to manage the schedule um, to the degree that um, we're, what we have found that has worked with regard to, to police department personnel is to work through Captain Schaff. But uh, really for every, pretty much everything in the city will maybe work through um, Ms. Reyes. But for all else, we're going to control the schedule so that we have uh, uh, the limited time that we're here in Madison, we want to take advantage of and make sure that the people we think are most important to hear from are the people that we hear from. Um, but you all are high on that list, as well as the alders. <laughs> yes. How do we get an appointment? How do we get that set up more, more concretely? How do we do that? <laughs> Um, my plan was to reach out to all of you by emails. That was what I was going to do when I get back to, to Los Angeles next week. So I, I would don't be surprised if you get an email request from us next week to, to try and do something in January because we want to schedule as, give you as much time to make sure we have an open date for you. We have to coordinate with... Um so, I mean, one thing that we definitely want to do is to observe some training. They've got an academy class right now. We just today got the schedule for the academy class, so we kind of want to go through that and figure out what makes sense for us in terms of our next trip here. And when we do that, then we'll have our dates here and we'll be able to fill in with meetings with you. Sure. Do you know which week in January you're thinking of? We will know by next week. Okay. But but we don't because we just got the schedule three hours ago. So, yeah, I mean, and that nece won't necessarily dictate our time here, but it might influence it. And what they did this time around is they split up, so which is really helpful, right, um, they split up in different areas. So you may not get, a, you know, a time without four of them because they'll be at the MPD or, you know, so that works really well. I don't know if you plan on doing that. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, Mr. Chair. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. If we don't have a chance to talk in person, I wish all of you a great holiday season.
Thank you. You too. Safe travels home. All right, we'll move to agenda item number four. And um, there were folks that walked into the room. So if people that did come into the room actually wanted to speak on an agenda item, um, we, we are on agenda item number four. Uh, so if you have public comment, feel free to come over here and uh, grab a document from Rachel, and we'll have you fill that out. Um, otherwise, we have uh, Dr. Gillenbeck. And uh, once again, for the record, just state your name, and you'll have three minutes to to make your remarks. Hello, Greg Gillenbeck. So this item concerns identifying MPD subject matter experts to invite to the committee. And it makes sense to do that, to learn what MPD is doing and their rationale. I would strongly urge you to also invite outside subject matter experts to testify. Of course, you have OIR, but also many months ago, the CRT provided you with a long list of reform-minded law enforcement subject matter experts. And I'd suggest that you invite some of those outside experts and not just MPD subject matter experts. Testimony could be provided in some cases by video conferencing. Now, why I'm urging this? MPD subject matter experts will be inculcated with MPD's rationale on why things need to be done as MPD does them. And they would come and testify, and upon listening, it could appear that this is the only way to do things, closing off awareness of viability of alternatives. People tend to want to defer to experts, and that makes perfect sense. It's done for a valid reason. Um, but in a case such as this, David Cooper terms it um, being up against the cop shop. I'll provide one extreme example of the biases that listening only to MPD subject matter experts could generate. MPD will tell you, and this is actually an extreme example, um, MPD will tell you that when officers need to use a firearm, the only option is to shoot center mass or to the head, that aiming for a limb is impractical, that the target would be too hard to hit, that it would be unsafe for the officer and, poten and potentially bystanders, and it wouldn't work. There's a very strong dogma about that in U.S. policing. After talking to MPD officers about this long ago, when I, when I heard community members subsequently say, why didn't he shoot him in the leg, I'd interject and explain why that wasn't a possibility. I totally bought and repeated what I'd been told because it, it seemed to make good sense. Subsequently, I learned that internationally, apparently in most countries, the practice is, when possible, to shoot for the leg. For example, throughout Europe, when someone is advancing with a knife, officers are trained to shoot for the leg. And in practice, this works very well. The data shows that it doesn't increase risk to officers, and the person who shot virtually always survives. In Europe, shooting somebody center mass when they're mentally ill and advancing with a knife is considered amoral. Um, but if you confine yourself to MPD subject matter experts on use of force, you'd hear why the current practice by the department is the only possibility, and that explanation will appear entirely convincing, as it did to me. Um, so that's why I'm urging that you also reach out to additional outside subject matter experts. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. All right. I didn't do it the last time. Laura always requests that I state what the name of the agenda item is, and it's identifying next steps, including identifying MPD subject matter experts to invite to the committee. Um, Luis and I kind of were discussing what would be good for the agenda, and Luis felt that uh, since the beginning of of our endeavor, we've focused a lot on who we wanted to have come speak to us and get different perspectives, and then we really, really honed in. I don't want to say tunnel vision, but we honed in on completing the RFP. It was a very big task. So 
outside of those two things, we haven't done much as a committee. We've done a lot, but we've we've been focused on the RFP is what I'm trying to say. So now that the OIR group is, is uh, coming to work hand-in-hand hand with us, um, Luis kind of felt like, where are we going to go from here? And that that would be a good discussion that we as a committee should have. Uh, what do we want to have the next meetings look like? Do we want to have more people come speak to us? And that's why we put on there having more subject matter experts from the MPD. So we'll just start the conversation with that. So, yes. I wasn't sure where that agenda item came from either, and I just sort of had assumed that this is a starting point and that we would can entertain outside experts as well. So uh, I, I, if I'm wrong about that assumption, I, I guess I would ask that that be put on the agenda for next time so we can talk about that. Okay. Actually, we I think we made it lateral enough that we can start identifying any subject matter expert. That was just supposed to be like a like a starting point. So if you so don't feel like just based on the the name of the agenda item that we can't begin identifying subject matter experts outside of the police force here. So I hope I'm answering your question. Okay. So um, if you if we don't want to come up with ideas today, um, this is something that we can have on a future agenda and uh, look for different folks that we think would be important to have come before us or just a slate of other ideas as well. So are you asking us, is the idea that you're suggesting that we should come up with the names of particular experts or the areas of expertise that we want to hear about? Both. Because I don't know the names. I don't, I don't know the police department well enough to suggest any names to it all from within MPD. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's where we could always lend to, you know, Deputy Mary Reyes's former expertise and Captain Schroff. Um, yeah. If they have recommendations, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. I don't mean to put you on the spot, Captain, but is there any uh, <laughs> subject matter experts that you think would be pertinent to have before us in the coming uh, meetings? I, I, this isn't working, I don't think. But I, I, I got it. Yeah, I fix it for me. I think what would be most helpful for me is that the committee would identify what areas that you're interested in and then I will make the inquiries because I'm not going to know who all the subject matter experts are. Um, and so then we can get a list of names and the committee can reach out to those individuals and see if they would be willing to participate. I can. Yeah, please. Um, it seems to me then the, the appropriate pro process for us would be to identify um, subject matter areas mm -hmm. that we want to hear from and then from there build on that to ask the MPD to suggest people from within the, within the MPD and then we can ask OIR or others uh, that we have connections with about other experts who may bring in other expertise from outside the MPD. But I don't know that, I don't know that I'm prepared or in a position right now to, to do that um, without having given it much thought or any investigation. So. I, would, I, I hope we can delve into this in more detail at the next meeting. That's why I'm happy we put it out there then, so that way it's at least yeah. on our minds to sort of cultivate what we would like to see presented before us. I mean, I, I really don't get really the purpose of this at this point. If we have um, OIR already 
working on something, why are we being redundant about this work? So I'd rather having something concrete that is provided by what we have contract, who we have contracted with, and if we need um, explanation or we want people to come and expand more of what they're being given to OIR, then we can go from there. But right now at this point, I don't, I don't find it a good use of any of our times to bring us, the, I mean, experts on subjects that we don't know what they are going to be presenting with. I mean, I'm a little confused what is the point of having MTD, uh, MPD experts coming to these meetings at this point when we should have done that before we even hire someone. You, you get what I'm saying? Okay. So I'd rather to have a report from um, OIR that tells me some information. Let's say today's topic is use of force. And then if I have any questions or anything that they have an answer, then have a police officer come here and talk to us and explain in further detail that they might not have because they're not a police officer within Madison Police Department, for example. You know what I'm getting at? Like, I don't know if having, I don't know all of you, but that's my thinking behind all of these expert talks. Yeah, like, I think you're right. The, the, this, essentially, the way the agenda item was originally drafted was just, identifying next steps, and that could have been taking the lead of OIR, just kind of figuring out what they're, let them conduct their research, and we just sort of play it by ear. And so the whole identifying subject matter experts was just an, to, to begin the, the conversation. So if we don't want to do that, and we think that that's inappropriate or going down an area that we don't need to go down at this point, at this time, then I think that that's fine, so long as if this body thinks that that's okay. Yeah. I also agree with um, Veronica as well. I, I just think if anything, and this is probably for all of us to really think about how can we support or, yep. you know, that's that's it, um, to make sure that they're talking to the right people um, in the community as well as here at, um, in the police department as well. Uh, and so and making sure that they're having those open and honest conversations as much as possible without, I guess, um, you know, breaking the confidentiality contract or whatnot. Sorry. Um, I mean, I'm kind of with that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, in a way, I'd like to provide a, maybe a little bit more direction. Um, instead of just kind of like wait and see what comes up, but also kind of digging back into, you know, our own backgrounds, our own expertise, our own uh, right. network base. Yeah. Um, and providing uh, names or even just thoughts. Because, yeah, the RFP is extensive, but, for example, something that, that off the top of my head that I know that isn't on there is talking about resource officers in schools um, and how does that play in and how does that impact our, our community now. Um, and, and, and knowing that um, uh, I know a, personally a, a master's of social work student right now that's doing research on that. Um, so, yeah, he might not be a, an MPD officer, but he is researching uh, nationwide and locally um, the impact of resource officers. Um, so that's, you know, somebody that I would want, to, you know, OIR to talk to. Um, so I think maybe it's, you know, something that, you know, if we put together a list and ideas uh, of things that we could send to whether the chair to, to our chairs to create kind of a clear uh, communication channel, uh, making sure things aren't necessarily redundant. Um, so, if, if you know, things can be also sent out um, and then we can send them, you know, having that, again, clear communication. Um, but I'd like to, to have us 
do less of a wait and see and more of a, you know, these are, are some things, these are some people, um, and, and making sure that information is, is out there and communicated. I'm not sure I have a slightly different perspective on this to some extent. My understanding of our role as a committee was that we were to be the ones to really assess the situation and make recommendations to the Common Council, and we were to be aided in that process by the by the um, the, the, the uh, consultants that we've hired. Um, and so I don't see our role as being just sit back and wait and let OIR do all the work. Um, yes, they're going to do the bulk of the work, and they will inform so much of what we do. But it seems to me that it would be beneficial, at least I feel like it would be beneficial to me, to be um, taking in more data ourselves, if no, for no other reason than to educate ourselves so that we are better consumers of what the OIR produces in the end. Is this on? Okay. Um, is, you know, you guys were all brought to the table for very specific reasons, right? I mean, you guys have specific connections to the community organizations, um, and I don't want to lose sight of that. Um, and OIR is going to do their work, and I think you guys can do both, right? I mean, I think mm. what Veronica was saying was, you know, you bring them at the end after you get the report, um, and uh, you get a clear understanding from the report. But in the meantime, I don't want to lose the community voice. So that's why you're here, and um, you play a critical role on that. And oftentimes what we do is we want to look at the systemic, um, you know, I internal stuff, which is important. Um, but I think you guys have an opportunity, a really good opportunity now, is to really focus on the community, um, agencies, organizations, issues out there, while uh, waiting, uh, OIR does their work, and then afterwards um, figure out um, what MPD experts you want to hear from based on what comes out of the report. Just a suggestion. Um, you could do it backwards, um, get the community input um, later, uh, but I think it's an opportunity for you guys to take the time and really use the expertise um, that you have and the reason why you're here uh, as part of the Citizen Committee. I don't feel like I know my co-committee members very well yet, even though we've been meeting a while. Um, I would like some time to hear more about why each of us are on the committee, what our interest is, um, in order to make it feel more comfortable working together on this. person of what, what your background is, what your interest is in this committee, what you pr are hoping to get for the people that you represent as, uh, as maybe a starting point. I, I'm, I also, I've never been on a committee like this, so those who have maybe could help what's typically done by committee members while they wait for the consultants. <laughs> I mean, and by no means I'm suggesting that we get to the end of this. I'm saying as we go as reports are provided to us, we can identify those particular as the expert people or clarify things that are not very clear by the people that we hired. I'm not suggesting that we wait until the end and then say, oh, let's follow these people and spend another three months listening to people. No, thank you. But <laughs> it really makes sense, 
does seem to me also that if we are more proactive in mm -hmm. going out and educating ourselves, it can help us engage with OIR more by saying, you know what, it turns out we're really interested in this particular topic. Can you make some inquiries here? What can you tell us about that? I don't think, I mean, we're here because most of the people in this room are here not because they're policing experts, but because they're experts at their part of the community, right? And so the part that's missing, and we've, we've heard a lot from community groups already, and then we should probably hear from more, but we haven't heard much about policing. Um, and so uh, it just seems to me that to really engage on those issues, we got to at least start the process, and we can make it be fluid so we adjust it as the reports come in and whatnot. But it makes sense to me to start the process of educating ourselves about the issues so that we can have a, a, an intelligent dialogue with OIR as, as they go through the process. I would agree with Keith. I think in addition to the policing uh, experts, I, I would really be interested, too, when we talk about things, for example, for uh, use of force, to talk about kind of the legal precedents and have an understanding of where some of the practices and legal standards came from at this point so that as we get information back and as we're looking and hearing from policing experts, we also have that framework. So when there are pertinent, uh, whether it's a Supreme Court case or, or circuit whatever, that we have kind of that legal background as well so that we're looking at the policing practices and uh, with that lens as well. That's going to impact policing here in Madison. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, there's a big uh, uh, case for the Wisconsin Supreme Court that's going to impact policing here in Madison. Um, and, well, for Wisconsin and all over. Um, so uh, I definitely agree with Linda and, and Keith. It's, it's, this is a chance for us to really dive deep and expand our own um, knowledge base and knowledge level um, to, to help further inform um, the end recommendations as we come across and even as, as we go through and see uh, the reports and what's coming up, we can always um, move with OIR and, and if there's things that pop up that, hey, I want to, you know, hear about this, uh, a little bit more about this, about people out there or things they're looking at, uh, we, we definitely have the capability to do that. But I think it's a lot of time for us to take an initiative and, and expand our own um, understanding of, of things. Um, so I think this is a good time for us to invite you to our meetings because we are having presentations from um, experts, from subject experts including some from MPD, and uh, on December 13th, we are having Representative Chris Taylor come and present all of her research on use of force, um, the legal basis in Wisconsin, and um, research nationwide research um, for legal, um, legal basis and policies around use of force. That's December 13th, and we can send you out an email with our calendar. Um, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. and it's at Goodman Community Center at 6 p.m. Um, January 10th and January 30th, we'll, we, we haven't decided who's going where, but um, Captain Wheeler will be there with, who are you bringing?
Okay, right. And that may take place at the training center. That will either be the 10th or the 30th. And we'll send you this. I mean, we don't expect you to have that date. We'll send you this information, but I guess the main point is that it it certainly seems that that both of our groups at this point are trying to um, understand more the practices and policies and legal um, basis of of, uh, some of the work of law enforcement. So, again, we'll send you, we'll have to see if if there is enough of a quorum that we think, okay, by just doing it together, we've reached your goal. That's great. If you feel then that there's not enough people that can join us, um, you know, you can see. So this is the subcommittee. So the Common Council Organizational Committee um, set a subcommittee that's made up of five alders, Alder Campbell, Alder Rummel is the chair of the committee, Alder Carter, Alder DeMar, and myself to um, look at, the, um, at any recommendations that we want to make um, to the council um, while waiting for the OIR full review. So are there more pre- something pressing that we feel that we need to make a recommendation on right away. quickly? And our goal is to have recommendations to the council on March, introduce it on March 7th and have it approved by the council on March 21st. And we have been very specifically focused on the conversation around use of force at this time. Um, we are also going to have a meeting, so we, I will finish telling you what we have in our plans for who we're going to talk to both because, again, we're going to send you those meeting dates. If you can join us and we can do it together, then great. If not, at least you know who, what the list of our people that we are having, uh, we're inviting. So um, Representative Chris Taylor, um, MPD staff, especially training staff and, and internal affairs staff, um, and then we have um, Colleen Clark from Dane County um, because we, she's uh, leading their efforts in reducing disparities in the criminal justice system, so we wanted to learn more about what they are doing. And then um, ACLU and Freedom Inc. were the other two. And the topics of the ACLU very specifically on potential ordinances around policy for the use of surveillance equipment. They've done a lot of research and work on that. And Freedom Inc. um, to hear about their research into community control of police and different policies around that. So we know know it's been kind of confusing that the the council created this subcommittee, um, but that came out of a real sense of urgency um, this summer for us to really do something um, because we were getting a lot of um, feedback from the community, from people about what's what's happening with the police, what's going on with co- police community relations, what's going on with use of force, do something. So we thought if something rose to the top, um, around the sense of urgency where we could make a recommendation to the council to do a policy change or at least a resolution that would foreshadow a a potential policy change that we owed it to our constituents who were feeling so urgent. 
um, to start working on it ourselves as you all and the consultants you hire do, do the real in-depth comprehensive study. say find these words and say them correctly but I just keep hearing um, community and I just and and for me my reality is is yes you are hearing from the community you're hearing the voices of people in the community but just understand that there are also I guess a a number of sub communities that are voiceless at the table and those are the ones that I feel are most impacted by all of these policies and all these procedures that we're talking about and that we are addressing here today and so I don't want us to to miss that and those community voices I don't know how to get them to the table I don't like I don't have the answer as to how to help those voices be heard I'm certainly going to use my voice as um, a vehicle to get some of those voices heard, but um, just it just does it just does something when I hear that, knowing that there's a whole underlying community out there whose voices aren't at this table and whose voices aren't being heard, and we have to figure out some kind of strategy, something to get those voices engaged. Because again, I say those are the ones that. Are most impacted. So, our subcommittee had spent most of one of our meetings talking about that issue and talking about do you know do we how do we do our work better? How do we create a space where it's not us sitting at the table talking about stuff or listening to professionals um, and. Do we need to, like, just completely suspend rules and have, you know, get outside facilitators and just sit in the background and watch and listen? Um, and we, in that discussion, we was happening around the time you were awarding the contract and we were thinking about what kind of processes is OIR going to do and that you all, as has been mentioned before, are representatives from the voice of the community who you feel aren't being heard and that it wouldn't be for us and our community to to do that work since we're not like the expert we are not we are on the ground in our districts but we're not you guys are the community points of contact so we thought and I'm glad you brought that up because today at our meeting we talked about well maybe that hopefully OIR and this committee will convene different forums for people in all of the various sub-communities who have been impacted by community police relations to testify, um, to talk about their experiences. And that that, that is deep work that um, needs to really be the foundation of, of the longer-term things. But like I said, that what this the CCOC subcommittee is doing is, is there something right away? Is there something just right away that we can, that we can do? So, and leaving the deeper work um, to this committee and the, the experts you hired. So, absolutely. So I think that the, one of the, so as you're thinking about what is the role of, I mean, back to the conversation, what's the role of the committee what do you do while your while OIR is doing their work? And again, I I, I want to go back to um, the 
because the committee was formed, we wanted to really have a very diverse um, representation of voices that are not often at the table um, in our city decision-making process. So I think if you go back to, to that and to what you just mentioned, is there a way, and maybe we'll bring OIR back to the table, um, but is there a way that you can really leverage your ability to get some voices from the, again, different um, communities who are, who are not going to probably participate in this traditional way, you know, okay, we invite you, you come, and whoever comes <laughs> is here. But is there tools that can be developed? Like uh, I'll just use an example. Um, Unidos has regular meetings that they have with the, the women that they, and men that they serve at Unidos. Is there like a set of kind of facilitated kit of questions that Veronica can use and capture that information and just send it to our OIR? Um, same with we can go down. I'm using her as an example, but every one of you have that, that those kind of connections and access. And I think that that would be a very powerful way of, like, the tentacles that can, can really get deeper in the community because um, there are, and again, in addition to the individual meetings they're going to have, but that was part of my question about you're only going to be able to have that many individual meetings with X number of people. It's just there's a finite number of one-on-one -on -one meetings one can have. So, um, so I'm saying that um, there are vehicles within those communities where the OR group could present. And I, I, I like the notion of allowing the community itself, not just somebody who feels like they have a tentacle in the community that can come out and bring or capture what the Like, I really believe that we really need to have people willing to go in those trenches as well because then they can get the information firsthand and, and, and it's not subjective. It's Congress is what the people are experiencing, what they're feeling, and what they're wanting. So just putting it out there, if you want to call it a tentacle, I have a tentacle in Meadowood, I have a tentacle in Allied, and I have a tentacle in South Madison and the southwest side of Madison. And I'll invite you to some of the community meals that we have where you can – I mean, I'm just saying these are just some vehicles that might be – And, Jackie, options. I don't know that it's – I mean – I guess I I, I want to separate it in you know the alders I get that you're talking about the OIR I think I think the OIR I think the, the issue is going to be how many and I, I don't want how many times they're going to be in town and how many of these they're going to be able mm -hmm. to have and so that's just the challenge but yeah, I agree with that's always the challenge right mm -hmm. that's but I I think as you when you're making so it goes back to the you said you were going to make a list of people they need mm -hmm. to meet so maybe their list is not too two lists, one, the, the list of people and groups that they can meet with individually, but then maybe a list of places to go to, um, like the ones that you just mentioned, some places where you just go and show up there without, like we're calling in a special meeting for this, but people are already having a dinner, right. a, a, a meeting that just happens to be on the first Monday of every week or whatever <laughs> it is. You know, keep us focused again on the community piece too. And on the report that Jackie put together, there were a lot of, we all identify a lot of groups that were missing from there. Mm -hmm. 
So, and I think we need to go back to that and reflect on that and be mindful of the groups that have not had the chance at the table. Because mm-hmm. there were a lot of groups that we all thought that were missing from Jackie's report. And this could be the way to include them into the conversation. The, the community is is a priority. I mean, that is why you're here. So we can, if we can organize ourselves and identify those groups, we can make it a priority for OIR and place this on their schedule when they visit in January. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, I, I think we got some time. Uh, we can identify those groups and have OIR go out there. So... As I listen to everyone thinking about what's next for me, at least I would like us to, this committee and also the uh, this AHA committee and yourself committee, to identify like a timeline for next year, what the work looks like and what, what are the priorities that we're going to engage in next year. So we're clear about what you're doing and what we're doing, and hopefully our work complements each other for the purpose also of complementing what um, OIR is doing. So that's what I would like to see. And also, I get the, the, S, the expert piece that we need more intel on a specific theme. So I'll go back to let's identify those themes that we believe that we need more information or what's happening nationwide and get those experts talking to us here. And also, uh, the Police and Fire Commission we haven't really engaged with them. So I would like us to find a way to, to engage them because I think that they, I mean, they, we should engage them. And also, I agree with going to the, to the groups where people gather by, by issues, but I think that with this, I would like us to, to explore other venues as well and, and go to those places where where people just gather naturally, mm-hmm. uh, and and like like restaurants, like barber shops, like mm-hmm. or even identifying some community members and say like invite your your friends or your family members to come and and do those type of meetings like that. But I really will emphasize with, with my piece about the timeline because we need a kind of like a roadmap at least for next year. intent of our um, Common Council subcommittee, Common Council Organizational Committee subcommittee is to be done by the end of March with with what we are doing. So it wasn't really intended to be a parallel, long-term parallel process. It was really, is there something that we can do right now? Um, and whether we decide we can or we can't, that would be our recommendation. And if we can, what is it? And that's it. So, and again, I, I agree with you that the, a, a kind of a, a more detailed timeline over the next year would be good, but I just wanted you to know that we, we don't intend to um, continue this subcommittee for a long time. <laughs> Captain Willard is like, he's been the, the, he's been the, the, the designated uh, person to, to our committee. So. Another thing that is in my mind, I've been just thinking about it this whole meeting, it's uh, 
uh, the new administration that we're going to have in January, like what new policing issues are going to come up there. And already we're seeing all of this fear out, out in the community of what might happen. So how can we get ahead of, of that and really reassure the people that we have uh, the values of this city and we're serious about that and, and they can see it by one way how the how our police department interacts with uh, with them on a daily basis. Your next step. <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> I think you got a a timeline that you need to come up with. Uh, you also um, are going to send uh, information on community groups to OIR directly. You're going to have some meetings directly with OIR uh, for their visit in January. Timeline so that you can join us if you can. Like our own suggestions of things that we want to hear about and learn about, um, and and set up uh, that schedule as well. I mean, we don't have to set up the schedule right now, but you know, when we have that list compiled, lay that out on, on how and what we're going to hear about. And said it would be helpful if we could identify areas of expertise we want to hear about. I think to help us do that, is there like an organizational chart of the police department you could share with us that would tell us? at least what the areas of expertise you've organized yourselves around. So I don't, I give up on the microphone. <laughs> um, so the areas of expertise, I think the, the probably the best way to do the work is to go back to the policy manual and look at the different policies. Uh, for most of our policies and most of the areas that you've identified in the RFP, so mental health, um, use of force, all of those areas. We train in all of those areas and have subject matter experts in all of those areas that were listed in the RFP. And maybe that would be a good starting point um, if you could just prioritize what you want to have and what you want to see. And then I would actually look at the policy manual and see, I, I'm interested in if you have an expert on this. And there may be something that we, we don't have, but at least it gives you a starting point. I don't know that the org chart, you're welcome to have the org chart. It's all online. But I don't know that it'll give, it'll inform you very well. Our next meeting, can we call it like something like a planning meeting where we can work on towards this and kind of like a chart, a timeline? And kind of like identify themes for the meetings through 2017. That's a good idea for me. That'd be good. And then before January, you'll reach out to OIR so they can prepare for January's visit. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was a fruitful conversation. We have a lot of things we should. Consider then the, making sure we hit those sub-communities that are very silenced, timelines, a group activity from Kim, uh, subject matter areas, legal precedents, a lot of stuff. So if you wouldn't mind, 
as you come up with ideas, bring them to the next meeting, but feel free to shoot Luis and I that just on an ongoing basis just so we can know how to maybe frame some of the next agenda as well. Um, so it looks like we've spoken that to it. Yeah, go ahead. Instead of sending names of organizations and groups to um, this team, to the um, OIR team, can those be sent to you or um, or you, Rachel, and put a list together so that we're not duplicating emails maybe with the same people? And then can that list be shared with all of us, of all the people that we want to include And Rachel's in much this? more organized than Luis and I are, so... Um, <laughs> That'd be a really good idea, yeah. yeah. No compiling, okay you know, if you guys send me, you know, names or groups of people that you want to make sure that OIR is in touch with, you know, I can compile that, send it to them, and then when I do, send it to the committee as well so that you, you all know what everybody else came up with, so. Mm -hmm. That might help us just to see and brainstorm something that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. seeing the list just, like, oh, wait, that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, please don't reply all on that. <laughs> Is there uh, any other contribution on this agenda item? No? All right, we'll move to the last agenda item, which is... Uh, no, there's there's no meeting for January. And, um, well, it's scheduled right now. Is it? We have nothing scheduled. I think we just scheduled through the end of the year as being the first Thursday. Yeah, so we don't have a January meeting. So. I mean, if you want to continue meeting on the first Thursday. So, Luis, the one message he wanted me to convey to the committee is that he thought it would be good for us to have a break in January, let OIR do their digging and begin their work, give us a, I guess, holiday breather, so to speak, and then reconvene in February. But I'll leave that at your guys' decision as to if we want to continue in January. Open the meeting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it as a motion by, by Matthew to meet in January. Motion well, to meet in January, keep if, it as first Thursday. If I could make a suggestion, make yeah. a motion to set the first Thursday of the month as your regular meetings. As, yes. Uh, yeah, move to set the first Thursday of the month as our regular meetings. Uh, yeah. At 5.30 p.m.? Yeah. At the Urban League? I'm sorry. Well, no, you don't have the location. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll have to work with yeah. TBD, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, it sounds like we already had a second by Keith. Yeah. All right. All those in is there any further discussion on this motion? On the first week of January, <laughs> so I won't be. So Veto's already excused. So you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from Puerto Rico, yeah. <laughs> Put me on Skype so I can be at the beach while you guys are. <laughs> nice Facebook post. Nice. All right. All those in favor? Signify by sitting aye. Opposed, nay. All right. Nay. <laughs> All right. Motion carries. Meeting in January. And keeping form. Um, I think that can. Huh? Yeah, you love Luis, though. Good. Yeah. Moved by Matthew to adjourn. Second by Jackie. We'll do a quick vote. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? No, we are adjourned. Thank you. <laughs>